two rabbis sitting in the, in the sanctuary. Well, let me just say, Rabbi Shulam is not speaking today, but it's always wonderful to have you with us. So we always love having you here. So the rabbi who is going to be speaking today is very near and dear to all of our hearts. He is the founding rabbi of Beth Emunah Messianic Synagogue, and he retired as a rabbi for 40 years. We, we see him now and then, and we always love having him here. So please join me in welcoming Rabbi Emeritus of Beth Emunah, Rabbi Murray Silberling. Okay. Oh, look at that. Here we go. Oh, are you hearing it on this one? Okay, okay. So I'll use that. Well, it's Hanukkah. What a wonderful time of year for all of us. We've, uh, you know, told the story. We've read about it. Praying about today and what I would speak about, God began to speak to me personally about certain life lessons that I said need to get out of Hanukkah and the Na people and we say that. And uh, so I'm going to share with you three life lessons of Beth of Hanukkah and I pray that uh, you will open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. The first life lesson, uh, there's actually three of them I'm going to speak about. The first one is dedication to the covenant, to the Torah, to the word of God. Now, our story, story begins, and you all know it, but our story began there, city called Modi'i, priest. And this priest was feeling so frustrated that he was ready to kill someone. And in fact, this is a story of a murder. It's about this priest around him in this Hellenistic world. He saw the changes and he realized that I, I just can't, I can go so far and then there's a line that is drawn. And that line came about when some of the Syrian soldiers came and they took and they commanded all of the priests to come and to sacrifice to Zeus that day. That was just one of many things that Mattathias saw him going towards that altar to make a sacrifice. He knew he couldn't take it any longer. He went over with his knife and he killed that man. He did that and he turned around to the crowd and he cried out, whoever is zealous. And that began this small little group, this little uh, insurgency that ended up becoming a lot larger because God was doing some miraculous things. Now, they took away Shabbat. Them even married cult prostitutes that were part of this Hellenistic culture. Hellenism became the one world religion throughout not only Israel, but all around in, in the area in the empire. 
one government, one law, one religion. This is that the Jews were having. They brought in the stadium and the uh, games that were a part of it that everyone would come to and they would, you know, with their fanaticism, root for certain people to win in these, in wrestling and other sports. We know what happened. The entire culture became infected by this kind of secularism that got rid of all the empires. You know about the battle, 65,000 trained soldiers from the Syrian Greeks, and they fought that battle, and the cry of these Maccabees came forth from Micah chapter 7, verse 8. Among the gods, covenant faithfulness, that faithfulness to what God had given to them and spoke to them about on how to follow. And in fact, the word Maccabee, as many would say, comes from me, chamocha be'elim Adonai, that we're learning. Who is like you? O dedication to our covenant. I'll tell you, I, I just got back from six weeks going through uh, different Hindu, Buddhist, and Muslim countries, watching all of the polytheistic worship going on and you know, it was amazing to see what was what's out there and watch millions and millions of people and what they did in order to worship their God, plural. A covenant with a one living God. It made me so thankful that I have a word of God, a Torah to help me to bring into, into my life and to and God darkness, to lead me, tell you, thankful in my heart. To have this dedication to God's word is something that is so important. And it, but it also made me realize as I came back and I, I, re, I see in so many churches, synagogues, such a dearth of good. I see so little knowledge of these, this scriptures that God has given to us as a part of this covenant. As we read from Genesis today, we see how important that that covenant is and for us to know what it means. And yet, when you talk to people about the Bible, they come up with such weird and strange ideas and they know so little. You know, it's very what kind of church is so hard? Because in churches, they go, and, you know what, 40 minutes and that's it. But other than that, and in synagogue, out. Where, where do we get that? Well, the problem is with most of us, we depend upon the rabbi to give us all of our Bible knowledge, don't we? How much Bible reading do you do during the week? How dedicated are you to that scripture? And then you come here and you say, well, I don't have to worry because the bottom, I'm going to go there and uh, Rabbi Joshua's Bible. And, and you know, the job of the rabbi is it? They will give you some direction. They will give you some encouragement or whatever. But the rest of the time, you're the one who should be reading the Bible. I know I was, I was up here for decades and decades. Well, outside of what they get from this place, from this demand.
we're going in, we're going to change year, and we're going to be making put Bible reading solutions on things and meditation on the top of that list that would definitely be good for you. That first life lesson. Let the word speak to us. Get it inside of you. Even watching the little kids reading those scriptures. Let it come into your life. Give it to your children. Make this is lesson number one. Lesson number two. This also comes with a story. It takes place in the temple. Could be he's in there after the destruction. As they're trying to clean this place up. You know, you've heard and read about how horrible that that place was with the sacrifice of pigs and the pig, uh, you know, trough all over the place. But they were in there and they started cleaning because they wanted the presence of God to come back to that temple, just like uh, in, in the first temple, just to, that it would be a place where he would abide. They were so out and they had bread made for the show bread and they cleaned the place up and the altar was so bad, but they cleaned it and they all came in and did their part. And then they had oil for the lights, the menorah, the eternal light of God didn't have enough oil of consecrated oil that often came from the north, you more, most usually. And so they said, okay, we could send someone out, nevertheless to go. They'll never be back in time for this oil so that it, would, it could be eternal again, a ner tamid. And at that point, I could imagine some guy comes up and goes, hey, guess what? I just realized something. Well, and we olive oil. We could use sesame. Know that it's sesame oil burning. They'll all realize that the, we tell them the light's on in there. Yep, light's on. Good enough. And, you know, it's a small kind of a compromise when it comes to, at least we're cleaning. We're cleaning this, we're cleaning that, we're doing that. It's going to be oil. It'll still be very shiny. Compromise. That's the second life lesson. When it comes to cleaning up, now, the scripture in Corinthians says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we realize that the light of God shines in our lives and needs to shine through our lives, cleaning out our temples. How clean do we make it? And have we compromised a little bit? Just a little bit. Well, you know what happens to those little compromises. But you see, God did a miracle instead. Why? We'll light the oil, the olive oil, and we're, whatever we're missing, we'll just leave it there and leave it in God's hands and let God do what he needs to do. If they had used the sesame oil, could God have done a miracle? And you wouldn't be here today lighting all those candles. You see? When we do our part and we allow God to do his because we're not going to clear life, then things that have been making the temple a little, you know, dirty. Some things in your life, don't just make resolutions, but allow God, you do your part and allow God to do his. And don't cleaning around the house. Don't just say, well, I clean. 
you know, you clean out the cupboard, you clean the pantry, and you clean out this room and that, and you clean the stove and everything. And as you do, then you, you start to make compromises. Well, you know, that's clean enough. And oh, I think I got most of the chametz out of this. But do we compromise in our life? You, that is in, in your life. If you want the changes, you need to clean up. You need the miracle to happen because you were not willing to compromise. And the third one, third life lesson for us, actually takes place at your house and mine and has been all week. It's us lighting those candles. We start each time we light them. Now, I remember the first you go, duh, and you light the Hanukkah coming, but you know, not, not a lot of light, just one candle, first day. Not a lot of light, but you're thinking, aha, by the end of this, they're going to all be lit, and it's going to be so beautiful, and the first candle and warmth and whatever of what's going to happen. But lighting to work our way to that, the next night too, and then the next night three and four. By the time we finish, 44 candles have been lit in total, including with the shamash. And as we look at those lights, we begin to realize something. The shamish lights up each one. The candles, those candles, and makes them lit. The shamish does. Now, we also understand that the shamish represents Yeshua, our Messiah, the light of the world, or Haolam, and the one who lights up our life. And you remember when he lit up your life, right? Can you remember that far back? I could, that's one of the few things I can remember these days. But yes, I do my I remember when he never the same, was it? Personally and lived, there was such passion there, family and that I was ready. And you know, stuff, you know, always, you know, we chased most of our pray for them and whatever. We were a little zealous. Zealous for the covenant and zealous for Torah and, you know, zealous. We were a little too zealous with le less wisdom. But that passion just started to grow, didn't it? Now, it's interesting because when we look at the candle, that we start to light it. We start to light where they're all lit. But it wasn't that way. There was a school. Uh, the school of Shammai was, had a different view than the school of Hillel when it came to lighting the Hanukkah. Hillel said, we go with the little one, two Jews, three opinions. Okay, we're going to start with a full thing. I want to start off with that burning passion. And then as time goes off, we do less and less. And then we go down to where there's just one on the last one. Well, it did work out. That. I didn't think about it in relationship to what we're talking about, passion in our life. Sometimes I think when it came to that passion that we had for God, that it, we full of passion for God and wanting to have a personal relationship with Jesus and going out and praying and listening to him and saying, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me, and I will follow you, and I will be obedient to you. Shema Israel, I will hear it and I will obey. A little less passion, a little less flame, a little less whatever. So this third dedication is dedicating ourselves to passion, to having that 
one-on-one, -on -one, being touched by him, not by us. That shows us that it all doesn't all happen in one day. Wouldn't it be nice you just, one first day, it's one day of Hanukkah, you light all eight candles, everyone eats all that food, and then you don't have to eat any more latkes, no more sukkaniot, you know, you just, and that's it. But instead, what happens at time? You need that perspective of every day touching base with Yeshua and finding out what he wants for your life and allow taking the time for passion in your life. One of the greatest things of being retired is that I can go out into my yard, sit down, and begin to talk to, to Yeshua and to pray and put on some music and listen and sing. You know, I scare the birds away, and it's just, uh, you know, and doing that, in that time, it's like there's a personal time that I have with And when you look at this kind of a secular Hellenistic world, the world is not going to allow you to have time to spend with God, to allow you to have time to spend in his word, to allow you to have more time to pray and to seek his will. The world isn't going to do that. You're the one who has to dedicate yourself anew. This is the festival of believer. You were like reading the Bible every day. And, of course, it was talking directly to you. Wasn't it God speaking directly to you when you first started reading that word? And maybe since then, you know, you don't get as much out of the word. It's sort of like my light has been dimming and the passion has for today. But commit yourself, dedicate yourself to spending that one-on-one -on -one personal time with Yeshua to really find out who he is who you are, and what he wants for you. Let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, these holidays. And when we think about it, Lord, we realize that they're not easy to fulfill all of the commandments. But these life lessons are things that are really easy for us. We have to just commit ourselves to being the ones responsible and dedicated to your word. Putting our time, we can commit to learn who you are and what you need. lesson of cleaning out and keeping clean. This holy sanctuary, shining forth our living God with the pots of oil. The world, the oil of love and care and commitment out any compromise and Lord just allow us to grow I pray that you would just make that an opportunity for us as we look at that fullness to say to commit ourselves to fullness to fullness of passion for Yeshua in our life and thankfulness to the Holy One of Israel who has done so much for us and given us the in our lives. In Yeshua's name, amen. Please stand.
you'll find it on page 85. <laughs> Therefore, we put our hope in you, Adonai, our God, that we may soon see your mighty splendor to remove detestable idolatry from the earth and false gods will utterly cut off to perfect the universe through the almighty sovereignty. Then all humanity will call upon your name. Know that to you, every knee should bend, every tongue should swear. Before you, Adonai, our God, they will bend every knee and cast themselves down to the glory of your name. They will render homage and they will all accept upon themselves the yoke of your kingship that you may reign over them soon. As it is written in your Torah, Adonai shall reign for all eternity. Therefore God also exalted, highly exalted Messiah and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name belonging to Yeshua, every knee should bend in the heavens and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Yeshua heaven Rabbi Miller, you were going to lead us in the Mourner's Kaddish, please. You may be seated in, if you're in a time, a yard sign, and we will say this together, and uh, it's hard in parenthesis for those who are in agreement for what God is doing. Amen. Amen.
Osei shalom bimru shalom. You may be seated. We have just a few announcements. So let's bring up the, our bad girls on slide. All right. So uh, Monique will be teaching that. That will be next Shabbat. It's always the first Shabbat of the month. So that will be next Shabbat, the first Shabbat of 2020, first Shabbat of the year. So women plan to stick around after the service for uh, Monique's um, study. And uh, so if you would like fourth Friday evening, we will be or if you would like to just join us and bring something for the potluck dinner, you can sign up. There's sign up sheets on the back table. So we'd love to have you join us for our Arab Shabbat family dinner that we do once a month as well. All right. And the next one on Sunday, January 26th, we have a new moon again. It happens every month, every four weeks or so. So um, that will be Sunday, January 26th. We'll be celebrating that here um, for Rosh Chodesh Shabbat. We have and um, for us to eat after service each Shabbat. If you would like to be a member of one of those owning teams and help out with bringing some food, please be sure to see Gail. And I think that might be all. I'd like to have you for today. Is that it? Yeah. That's addiction today, right? Murray and Rosie, how nice. Yeah, come on back up for that. By the way, wasn't it wonderful to have Rabbi Murray up here at the Bema again? You guys all the time and pray God's blessing on you because this is the official time for my honor. Yevarech Adonai v'yeshmerecha Yair Adonai panavelecha v'nei Isa Adonai panavelecha May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May he shine his face on you. Be so gracious in your life. Worship continue to fill you with his love and Yeshua's and allow you to Shamayim, let's have. 
Between me and the children of Israel, it is a sign forever that in six days Adonai made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day God rested and was refreshed. Amen. Come on, kids. You're going to help with the blessings. We need you. The blessing over the juice or the wine that you have. Everybody have some? Okay, you help me with this. All together, Baruch Atah Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the Universe. Amen. Lachayim, Chag Sameach. And the bread. Now, do you guys hold the bread? Oh, hold it up. Okay. Hold it up. Ready? Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz Amen. And in English, do you know it? Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth sustenance. Earth. Yes, they know it. Amen. Bim, bum, bim, 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 bum. Don't bim, get me going. Bim, 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 bum. Cherry, cherry, berry, bim, bum. Bim, 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 bum. Bim, 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 bum. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat 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 Shalom. Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha.
Asher kitchanu be mitzvotav, vetsivahanu Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, she'asanisim lavoteinu, bayamim hazeh. Eloheinu melech haolam Shehechianu vekimanu vehigianu Lahazanahazeh Anerot halalu she'anu madlikim Anerot halalu she'anu madlikim 
Yes, sir. 